Well, again, we want to welcome everybody, and uh, we're just going to jump right into the message. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles, most of the scripture that we'll be talking about today, I always try to put it on the, on the screen there. But I thought this was kind of neat when we, uh, Miss Tanya was helping me put this message together. Uh, my right-hand gal, you see her up here a lot and everywhere else, and Tim over there, and my son Thomas, and man, everybody else appreciate Rob and Miss Babs setting up. Well, that'd take all day to thank everybody, so thank everyone for what they do behind the scenes. Um, but the question really jumped out, so why was the stone rolled away, you know? And in our life, we talk to a lot of folks, and, and you know, sometimes they don't really understand the big picture, but as Christians, that's our job. Like here, we say, it's telling our story. And at this today, we celebrate everything, everything that Jesus done for us, all right? So I want to tell you a couple of things here. This is when, when we look at this, it's only one answer, man. He's alive. Aren't you glad that he's alive? He has risen. And you know, this is the time of year we come face to face with the cross and face to face with the grace of God that he pours out for each one of us. And this is where God's passion for love for all mankind was displayed to buy us back out of that sinful nature. I always like to back it up with scripture. So if you got your Bibles, you can turn with me. Or matter of fact, I think I even got it on here. You guys lucked out this week, man. You got the answer sheet on here, right? So I'm going to read from that here. We got it? Everybody's digging in their pocket. They had it tucked away, man. We're gonna, we, this is user-friendly. We're going to put you to work. That's good. So what does it mean? Because the grave could not hold him, and death has been defeated. That's what it is. That's why, that's why he was rolled, the stone was rolled away. Christ is risen. He said, you were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all your sin. Let me hear somebody say, all your sin. All your that's sin. what I'm saying. All oh, he had all. I love it when they say all. That's good, isn't it? That's just good stuff. God is that good. He said he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. You know, and I got a friend of mine, Glenda, to, to put us across together, and Granddad is staying that thing up, and Miss Denise is out here taking care of some business and stuff. You know, when we look at that, that's, that's tough stuff. You know, the devil don't mind you looking at the cross. He wants to keep your eyes right there, and that's very important. But let me tell you, that's the doorway into what he did because today the stone is rolled away and he is risen. Amen? All right, that's what I'm talking about. That's a good place to say amen, and we're going to keep it rolling. Let's take a look at this. Why did he head out? Because he's alive. Now, this is my plan of attack, guys. I'd like to tell you what we're, what we're going to do here. What I hope to do is talk about right where we're at today over 2,000 years ago. When Jesus rose from the dead, okay? And then I want to tie it back a little bit back in some prophecy back to Isaiah 53 and just show you how good God is because he announced it probably 800 to 1,000 years before that, right? So we're going to go and tie that thing in. I'm just going to read right down here and you guys follow along, okay? Early Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a, was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when he saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, Do not be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Amen. Just as he said what happened. Come see where his body was laying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples. I lost my place. His disciples. He has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. Now, man, if we just, if, that's just overwhelming when we start trying to digest that, man. Because we got to understand what in the world was going on back then. He had told them over and over and over, over and over and over. He says, hey, man, this is why I came. 
This is the whole deal. But look at this when we come back. He said, do not be afraid. I want to tell you, if you're here today, and this is maybe the first time that you've been to a service in a long time, maybe the first ever, don't be afraid. God is for you. He's trying to get something to you. He's not trying to take something from you. He gave it all so that you could come into that relationship with our Father, God, through a personal relationship with him. And I love this. It says he has risen from the dead, right? Just as he said it would happen. He laid it out there, and that's the truth of it. And then he goes on and says, go quickly and tell. See, that's what we are to do is tell, tell, tell. We started early telling them this morning, didn't we, guys? We were able to go out with the CMA today with the sunrise service. That's always a blessing. And you know, I love it when they're out there and we're singing and they're preaching the word and it's just going out. It's going out. You never know who might be going by. You never know who's going to see your bracelet. You never know who's going to see how you work a business deal and say, you know, I wonder why that guy did that. That was very fair. That was, he didn't have to do that, but he went the extra mile. I pray that God is seen through our activity. I, I pray that God is seen through our actions. Amen? So that's always a great thing. Now I want to give you some more uh, behind the scenes here. What does that mean that he's alive? How does, that, how does that plug into what we're doing? Check this out. It says, what does this mean? It says, I've been redeemed. I'm rescued from sin that separates me from God. Jesus paid the price for my sin. Right here in Romans uh, 5.10, check this out on your sheet. It says, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we certainly will be saved through the life of his son. God came to buy us back out of that sinful nature. See, we were bound to sin. But he says, you know what? I'm going to make a way out. But you know what? We receive it by faith, by trusting in the finished work of the cross. Aren't you glad it's finished work? Aren't you glad he didn't go halfway? Amen? So take a look at this. Not only are we redeemed, restored, removed from the bondage, but we're united in family. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen where people do what they call a, tie, uh, a cardboard testimony. Somebody will come out and say, you know, this is what was going on in my life. And they flip it over and say, well, now this is where I'm at with God. And I thought, oh, I saw a young lady today that was sharing that with the, with the gang up there in the CMA. And one that stuck in, she says, you know, that, uh, that her family was broken. And she flipped it over. She said, but Jesus restored my family. See, God is about restoration. God is about putting things back together. God is about mending that heart. He's about righting that wrong. He's about loving you where you are. See, that's what we love here at Keep the Promise, is we're going to love you right where you're at. See, doing evangelism for the last 13 years and going place to place and place and place, I kept saying, look at that, she's excited. Me too, baby. That's good. But you know what? A lot of times people try to clean the fish before they catch them. You know, that's not it. Just love them right where they're at. Because you know what? We're all that whosoever. We're all that sheep 100 that has wandered away. But God says, my love for you will draw you back in. I love that. I love that. Now, I'm going to give you some more word here. All right? If you take some notes, you can write this down. Colossians 1, 19 and 22. It says, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and in earth by means of the blood of Christ on the cross. Now, the reason I wanted to bring that and tie that in, prior to me coming to the Lord, I did not grow up in church. We rode by a lot of churches. I knew about God, but I thought he was in a distance that made him for me to mess up, you know, and then he could swap me down. I didn't understand a loving God, but thank God, on 1995 Halloween night, somebody went outside the church walls to tell me different. And man, that's good news. That's what we're to do, make disciples. That's what we're supposed to do is get out and tell our story. And I got a little Bible track, and I didn't even know what a Bible track was. It was just something on there that said, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? And when I opened that out, I was sure that I was going to hell. Because what I had thought prior to that, that I'm a pretty nice guy. 
You know? I thought, well, I never killed anybody. I never did this. God would let me slide. But the Bible says that God's so good, he's not going to let anybody slide. He's holy. But the good news is this. He says, you know what? I love you so much. I sent my son, right? And, you know, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is through Jesus, right? So he poured out his blood. And we'll talk a little bit more into that as we go because we're going to receive communion today. But, you know, the shedding of blood, the Bible says there's no remission, remission of sin where there's no shedding of blood. It costs something. So you know what? When we see that, the cross, think about what it costs for us to be bought back out of the bondage of, of that slavery of sin. Amen? So we go on and he says, I love this. He said, he made peace with everything in heaven and earth by the means of his blood on the cross. You know, if you're here today and you don't have that peace that passes all understanding, you can get it. Because it's free, right? God says, I give it to you. Not as that of the world, but that of the Son, Jesus. See, when we know, when we look at the news and we see all these different things going on, it could still concern us. But the truth of the matter is this, is as we lock in on what God's already done and know that we can tell the, the beginning from the end, we know who holds our salvation, right? We can breathe a lot easier. I was telling the guys, I was watching the news. How many of y'all watched the news the other day? There must have been some big soccer game. And these soccer guys won this, this big trophy, man. I mean, people are on the side of the road. Oh, yes, dude, this is good, right? And they're all excited. And these guys are on top of a bu uh, bus, right? And they got this huge award, this huge cup, man. And they're going, yes, yes, yes. And as they're driving along, one of the guys drops it. And the bus runs over it. And, and you hear this go, Ooh, like this. You know, look how hard and excited we work towards things that, that are very temporal. But I want to tell you what, today, that your sins are forgiven and you receive that through the grace of God through a personal relationship with His Son. That's the peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't, it's not going to get thrown under the bus. It's not going to rust. It's not going to wear out. In Ephesians 1, He said, man, we are sealed with His Spirit. Now, that's good news. See, a lot of times we think, oh, man, you know, I, I was walking with the Lord and then I stepped off and now I guess I'm out here all by myself. No, just get back in. Just get back in. He'll take you right where you are. We just need to jump back in. That's the good news. Amen? Good, good, good. Let's see what else we got here. Where's my clicker? There we go. This is what I wanted to get to. And we're going to really do a little bit here. This is the title of our sermon, guys. Jesus paid it all. Now, a lot of people got different Facebook accounts and things like that. I'm not real big on that, but it's really cool to push one button and invite 500 people to church. You know? And I noticed something. People can write something. They can write all this stuff. And somebody go, oh, yeah. Or you can just write something just straight out. I'm having a bad day. And you'll have 20 people say, really? So I said, well, I'm going to try that. I put, Jesus paid it all. Pow, 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 pow. And we're hitting that thing. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. See, a lot of times we try to make it too complicated. But you know what? Thank the Lord that he did it all. Now, you remember we're talking about when we first started out reading out of Matthew 28, we're talking about where we're at today. You know, we celebrate the risen Christ. Now, I'm going to wheel back a little bit. And in 800 years, check this out, 800 years before Jesus even walked this earth, the prophet Isaiah was speaking about this, telling them God always speaks through his prophets and lets them know what's going on. And I want to share that with you guys. And I want us to also know that, you know, when we think about anything, if you take anything away from here today, Jesus paid it all. You can't add anything to it. To it. You can't take anything away from it. He paid it all. 
Right? So if you've got your Bibles, this is what they call a messianic uh, prophecy, which means in the Old Testament that God was speaking through the prophets to tell them of what's going to happen, who's coming, right? So I'm going to read this, and if you guys got your Bibles, follow along. Is in Isaiah 53. And see, if you can look what we just saw through the movie, look what we just saw through Matthew 28. Do you see how this is fused together, okay? Take a listen to this, Isaiah 53. He said, Who will believe our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of many sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised, and we didn't care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. That's a good place to say amen. He was whipped so we can be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own way. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of all of us. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep and silent before the shears. He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants. That his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong. He had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Sound familiar? But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have made descendants. He will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my, my righteous service will make, will make it possible for many to be counted righteousness. See, we're counted righteous by what he's done. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honor of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. And he counted among them the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded. For the rebels. See, our spirit is rebellious against the things of God. We just don't want to do what God wants us to do a lot of times. Go ahead and say amen, because you know it's true. You in church, don't, don't try to say it. It ain't. You know, we want to do it our way. And man, sometimes it gets kind of tough. And you start out, now, well, how many of us, we say, well, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then we ask God to bless it. Ooh, that's, that's not really a good plan, is it? We ought to seek the Lord first. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he'll add all the things unto us. So it's always good for us to be seeking the Lord first. That's what I want to tell us today. If you're here today, man, I want to encourage you to seek the Lord. Now, you know what? Isn't that amazing? Like we said, when I look back at some of the commentary and the timelines in the Bible, 800 years before this even went down, God was telling them about it. Isn't that amazing? I guess it's just a lucky guess, right? Not. Make sure that was loud on the tape. No, it wasn't. It was the hand of God for the people of God. And he's bringing us back. So now I want to say, well, what does that mean to me? Let's take a look, gang. Let's tie it in. God's saving grace. That's what it means. Here's one word. Grace. Grace, grace, grace. Man, when the Lord gave that guy the song Amazing Grace, that, that, I knew that was going to be a hit, right? <laughs> but I tell you, as you walk in that and you experience God's grace, let me tell you, man, 
it is amazing. He can make a way out of no way. And so I want to just kind of tie in a little bit of what it means to us. I know you guys got your hand out and a lot of this stuff right here. So let's take a look. What does that mean to me? I've been redeemed. I've been rescued from sin that separates me from God. Jesus paid the price for my sin. We talked about it a little earlier. Now I'm going to tie it in a little bit more. If you've got your Bibles with you, Romans chapter 5, we're going to take a look at number 6 here. He said, when we were utterly helpless. Have you ever felt helpless? That's terrible. Because I know as a man, you want to be in control. You want to, I got it, man, baby, I can fix it. You know what I mean? I got it, you know. I ain't got it. I ain't got it a lot of times. But praise God that he's got it. Hope you guys can see that, but I'll be glad to read it to you. It says, when we're utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. How many know God's always on time? Always on time. Sometimes you like to see him a little early, but his time's the best, you know? But you know what? When there's times that it seems like, gosh, is it listening? What's going on? And we've tried everything to fix it. Then what do we do? Then we pray. What would happen if we start out praying first? Man, that would be amazing. That's a, that's a revelation right there. Put that in the notes. I should have put that in the notes. <laughs> All right. It says Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. For most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God, man, I love that. But God, right, showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He didn't wait till we cleaned up because guess what? You can't clean up enough, right? He says, man, I'll take you right where you are if you're here today. He's going to take you right where you are. If you know the Lord and you walked away, he said, I'll take you right where you are now. That's how good God is. That's the grace of God, right? And he goes back to say, he says, and since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, right? Remember we said that there had to be a shedding of blood, right? He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Now, I want to go back up here. And it says, and since we have been made right in God's sight. Do you ever feel, do you ever think I asked somebody, I said, man, are you a saint? And they're believers. They have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you know? And said, yes, I believe that Jesus died in my place, and, and I am a believer. I said, are you a saint? They go, oh, no. Really? What we're talking about is when God looks at you, he sees the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and you are made right in his eyes. See, man, that's a, it's hard to get down when you start really drinking that in, you know? A lot of things can change out here, but, man, that doesn't change. But the way you lay hold of that is by faith. You say, well, what does this resurrection stuff mean? It doesn't mean anything to you if you don't lay hold of it by faith. To you, you make it yours by receiving that by faith. Pulling it in, making it yours. It's a gift. If I brought you a gift, it wouldn't do you any good unless you received it, right? That's the gift of God, all right? For since our friendship with God was restored, how? By the death of his son while we were still enemies. Man, I love it. He's constantly saying, hey, man, you were in bad shape. You were in bad shape. He comes around and he says, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son because he is risen, right? Very good. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. See, prior to this, we were disjointed. Prior to this, the wrath of God was coming our way. But the love of God cut it off at the past right here on this cross. And that's what we need to understand today as we take a time and reflect on what God's done for us and receive that grace. When I put in my notes here, you know, a lot of times I get way over there and I just start talking what God's got, got for us. But I said this, the answer is wrapped up in one word, friends. Grace. 
the grace of God. You say, what do you mean by grace? I think the definition, if you look it up, it's like unearned favor, unmerited favor. I want to tell you what, your sin cannot outdo God's grace. I'll say it again, your sin is not bigger than God's grace. Now, Pastor Butter did not say go live like you want to, okay? But I want to tell you this, don't let the devil beat you up. Get back in the game, repent, turn for those things and say, Lord, help me with these things. I need you, by the Spirit of the Lord, we talk about walking in the Spirit, to help me and guide me and direct me. Because that's what happens when we call upon the name of the Lord and confess Him as the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord, man, makes us alive in Christ. And so we can start communicating with God through prayer, through listening, through the reading of His Word. I always encourage you guys to read your Word every day. Bring your Bibles every time. Even though we put stuff up here, God might whisper in your spirit and say, Mike, I want you to go to John 3.16. You know? We don't know. I don't want you to miss a word from God. I don't want you to miss a word from God. I don't want you to miss anything that God's got for you. And what's the, what's the big deal about that? Jesus paid it all. So you know what? As a child of God, he brings us back into that family. I go back to that thing this morning. It just really resonated with me. You know, it's, it's bad. Loneliness is tough, man. It really is. Hmm. You know, I love being around people, man. I love being around people. And, and you know, my wife is seeking. She's like around a few people. But see, when I jump somewhere, I'm like, there's only 3,000 people? Call somebody. You know what I mean? I just love people. You know? And Denise is like, we don't have that much tea and coffee. We don't have that much tea and coffee. Pray for tea and coffee. You know? But that's the good news is that we can turn around and walk in that. God is so good. And I just want to tell you right now that he is for us and he is awesome. Amen. Amen all the time. Roger, I know you got to slip out of here, brother. I love you, man. Thank I you. appreciate it. We will Thank see you, you soon. Thanks for really? stopping. Stop. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it's very good. Man, I've been doing stuff with them guys for like seven, eight, ten years. And as busy as this schedule was, and obligations, I'm coming to hang out with you guys. I appreciate that. He said, I might have to leave. I said, I'll take it as long as you can stay. You know? But you know what? That grace of God, that family of God. Let me tell you, man. When we receive Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he puts us into his family. It's good to have family. It's good to have a church family. So, you know, I did a, I did a funeral this week back in, in, in the neighborhood in, in uh, uh I don't want this to sound funny. I'm, I'm very flattered if they call me to, to do something like that in the neighborhood. Because you know why? They said, we've seen something change in your life. Can you do it? I said, it's Jesus. And you know, not that I like doing funerals, but you know what I do like? I like being able to love all my friends that are hurting. I like to be able to tell them that there is hope in Jesus Christ. I like to be able to tell them, man, you're not in this thing alone. So when they give me an opportunity, I say, okay, okay. And you know, as we got to share and talk, and, and different things like that. God was weaving a way for people to receive that grace. God was weaving a way for God, for, for God to work in the midst of that storm. See, I heard it said before that we're always coming into one place. We're either coming into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or coming out of a storm. You know, wherever you're at on that, if you know who's, who's, got the, who's the stiller of the storm, you're going to be all right. And that is Jesus. Amen. And I just want to tell you today that I, I can't say enough about him. And I want to I wanna also, as we get ready to transition to this next thing, what does this, what does this really mean? You say, buddy, receiving Jesus Christ. I was talking to him uh, when I was meeting people at the, the funeral home and sharing this, and I was talking. And, and I get excited. Of course, y'all didn't know that, right? I mean, I get excited about telling people about Jesus. And, then, and they're going, he's kind of loud in the funeral home. I was like, it's all right. It's okay. It was crazy, man. But you know, because that's our only hope. 
And I wanted to make sure that God is glorified in my life. And let me tell you, I miss the mark a lot of times. You guys, like I say, I always say, I'm preaching to me first, man. But we're just keeping it real. But through the grace of God, he's given us an opportunity to preach the truth here. He's given us the opportunity through the CDs and the music and the books and things to tell somebody about the good news of God so that they can be rescued out of that bondage of sin, man, and step into the fullness of life. So I'm going to tell you what. Let's take a look at this thing here. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new creature. With a new feature, right? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I want to just do a little comparison, right? Because if you're going to go and, and, and sign up for something or you're going to get involved in something or you're going to buy something or you're going to receive something, you'd like to see the pros and cons. All right? Well, let's break it down. This is our life before, right? Before Jesus. We were in ruin. We were in sin. Anybody without sin? I didn't think so. Me either. You see my hand go first? Nah, nope, not me. Right, here we go. So what happens when we come into that relationship with the Lord? What does he do for us? What does this death, burial, resurrection mean to us? It means that we've been rescued. Now, you know what? I don't swim well. And I will tell you a little story. Uh, yes, I will. My, my buddy talked me into going in the wave pool up there. It was water country years ago. And I can't swim. So he said, oh, man, that's cool, man. You'll be all right. You know, so we're looking cool. And then I see this clock going, 10. Nine, eight, seven. Well, the wave thing starts going, and I'm going, oh, uh -oh. and I'm going like this, and I'm bouncing a little bit, and it's sucking me down, and a little bit more. And this guy goes, "Hey, dude, I think your buddy's drowning, man." And my brother, my, my brother's over there, going, "Hey, man, look at that!" I'm like, "I'm going, I'm going." But I ain't too proud, so I grabbed this woman on a flotation device. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you what, she screamed, man. But the lifeguard started looking. She was like, get off me, you weirdo. And I was like, I'm right. You know, I mean, I got scratches and everything else. And my girlfriend's going over there. I'm like, I cannot believe I was drowning, baby. I was drowning. Well, you know what I say about that? That's how we are, but we don't really realize it sometimes. And let me tell you, when I saw that flotation device, I was not backing away. I was like, hey, me and you are going to the bottom. Something, I'm going to get on that raft with you, baby. You just have to love me through it. But man, she, she had a good right cross. But I was rescued. Thank you. If she ever hears us on the tape, she's going to say, I know that guy. Yeah? My goodness. God is good. And you know what Tanya and Tim always said? But you know, where do you get these stories? Unfortunately, I live them. You know, I'm telling you, you know. I'm like, Lord, I need some preaching material. What's going on? I go, oh, I don't need it that bad. Oh, man, I'm not kidding. So we were ruined, man, but God came to the rescue through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We were dead in sin, but the good news is this. Check this out. Pray for my clicker. Pray for my clicker. There you go, Tim. Help me out. There we go. But you know what? We're rescued out of sin and set into righteousness. Remember what we said through his word? That we are now righteous in Christ because of what? The shed blood of Christ. Right? I want to keep tying it back in, man. We're building some momentum. Good deal. We were dead in our sin, but through Jesus Christ, what do we have? We have eternal life. How long is that? Forever. Forever. It's not like six months. It's not like a car loan. It's not like a 30-year mortgage on your house, right? And, and, and what can knock me out of that? Nothing. Aren't you glad, man? I'll tell you, I spend more time speaking on that than any other thing. Let me tell you, God is good, and he's got you in his hand. Amen? Take a look at this here. We went from separation to God to relationship with God. Back to the family again. I love it. 
from our disobedience, guess what? Christ's obedience made a way for us. You hear me? This is good stuff here. We had the judgment of God. We're going to come against us, the wrath of God. But now, what we have is we've been delivered. We've been delivered, man. We've been delivered from the curse of the law. It talks about it in Galatians 3.13, man. He has rescued us in the law, right? Man, the Ten Commandments, the law. We say, oh, man, I'm glad I'm not living under the law. Right. You know why? We couldn't live up to it. Now we're living in grace. But I'm going to tell you what. The law is good. Paul says, if it wasn't for the law, I wouldn't know my sin. Okay? It's good to know. If you went up and down the street and it didn't have a speed uh, limit sign, you wouldn't know that you're speeding. But he said a safe amount of speed is 25. And what God did with his, his, his law is showed us that we got a sin condition. See, a lot of times we don't understand that. But you start laying your life up against the Ten Commandments, see what happens. God didn't do that to, to beat you up. He did that to show you your need for a Savior. See, that should point us directly to Jesus. That should point directly to the cross. Amen? Very good. Oh, yeah, nobody wants to say this in church no more. I got news for you. It's hell out there without him. Right? Because I want to tell you the truth, man. I want to tell you the truth. And there's only one way to get to heaven. That's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Now, I'm going to tell you, I say this about every time. I'm so glad of that because if there's another way, I'd have messed it up. But God, through his grace and mercy, has made a way. So what I want you guys to understand today is that as we celebrate Easter, I want you to take a little inventory. A little inventory. And I'm going to ask Miss Tanya to come up and play a little bit. And we're going to get ready to just pull this thing down. And we're just going to get real with this. You know, if you're here today and you say, you know, buddy, I hear what you're saying. And I've never done that. You know, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to what God's working in your heart. And I want you to know this. That's by his grace. And Lord, I just pray that you just take what we put out today and make it so much more. So if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, make it today. What greater day to come into a relationship with the Lord when we're celebrating the resurrection of Christ. So I'm just going to ask while she's playing along, I just ask you to bow your head and close your eyes and we're just going to, we're going to get real with this thing for a minute. You know, you're sitting here and you say, man, but that's, uh, I got a lot of junk in my trunk. There's a lot of things going on in my life. Well, you know what? God already knows that and God's already made a way. So today, I ask that you just put that aside and call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, he says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So today, if you're here and you've never done that and you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you the pieces of the puzzle and you plug them in by faith. You just say, Lord, come into my life for I know I'm a sinner. And Lord, I believe that you're the Son of God and that you died to rescue me from my sin. Today, come into my life, Lord, and forgive me of my sin. If that's you today, you just claim that by faith and know that God says, I'll seal you with my spirit. No man will pluck you out of my hand. If you're here today and say, buddy, I've done that a long time ago, but man, things have been tough and I've walked away. I want to tell you that God is the one that is here for you and that, that uh, he will never let you slip through his fingers. So I want you to know now that God is for you. God is with you and God is here. It seems like so many times we try to fix things on our own. It seems like so many times we try to figure it all out. 
And I just pray through God's word and the leading of his spirit, you see today, that today is a day of redemption, that today is a day that we can walk in the fullness of Christ. So, Father, I just thank you for all you're doing, and I thank you for those here. And if that's your prayer today, I pray that you write that down on that card and put it in a box in the back so we can pray for you and pray with you and, and just tell you what God has done for you want to come alongside with you. So, thank you so much for just giving us a little time and see what's going on. Now, I want to share something here. This is a very special day here, too. So, man, we are, you guys are getting a full package here. Man, we're doing a little bit of everything here. I want to go back and say, why was the stone rolled away? And everybody knows why, right? He's alive. He's alive. I'm going to get some new batteries in this thing. I start panicking. I'm going to click it. You know what? So I'm going to tell you something. I want to read some more scripture because I believe that's what's going to rivet that into your spirit when we share what God's doing. Check this out. In Romans chapter 8, it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads you to death. Isn't that good to know? Man, I'm going to tell you what, everybody ought to be running out here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, that's awesome, man. You guys ever get down, turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 and read that. All right? And he goes on, and I picked up in 31. He says, here he goes, he says, what shall we say about such a wonderful thing as this? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Since we, since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't we also give us everything else? Who dares to accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing, right, with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Jesus Christ died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from God's love? And everybody said, nothing can separate us from God's love. Amen. Well, I tell you what, guys, we're going to have another special time here. I'm going to get a little bit more room here. I'm going to get Mike to slide right over this way here. And we're going to uh, partake of the Lord's Supper, okay? Communion. And I want to share a little bit with you about that here. We call it open communion. That means if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we would encourage you to, to partake of this. And what we do is we're going to have the guys come out with the, with the bread and the juice. And what that does, it represents of, of the night Jesus was betrayed, of his, his body, the bread, a life, would be broken for us. And that his blood is the new covenant was poured out for us. See, we're no longer under the law. We're under his grace. So while the guys are getting ready, um, Miss Tanya, you got a little background music here. I'm going to ask Mike to get ready here. This is my usher of the week here, Mr. Mike Busjagger, and he's a great friend of mine. And I'm going to ask Mike to just uh, pray for the cup and the bread, if you would, please. Father, we thank you so much for this day and the many blessings you've given us. We just thank you, Father, for the blessings that we have yet to even know yet. We thank you, Father, that for your love for us and that, uh, that you love us, loved us so much that you gave your son to die on the cross punishment for our sins. Thank you, Father, for, for this day when we celebrate not only his death, Father, but the resurrection that you raised him from the dead and the final proof that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Father, we just pray that if there is someone here today that does not know Jesus as their Savior, that they will not leave their Father today in the same way that they came. It is the name above all names, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen. Do you have something else you wanted to share? Uh, 
But he's a little better at it than I am. My wife and I went to a funeral yesterday, and it wasn't lost on me that, you know, this is Easter weekend, and that uh, just over 2,000 years ago, there was some other people at another funeral, and that was the funeral of our Savior. And something that the uh, minister said yesterday, he put his hand out on the casket, and it stuck with me, and he looked at everybody and he said, this is not the end. Mm. And that is what God had told everyone through scriptures, and that was what Jesus said while he was still on this earth. And he told them that I'm going to leave, that this earthly body, it will come to an end. But that is not the end, and God proved that when he raised Jesus from the grave. That's powerful. Amen. You said all that that long, it took me 25 minutes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, this time is playing the guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take um, the bread and the juice. What we're going to do is pass it all out. I ask you just, as we do this, to reflect on God's goodness, reflect on what, what this means. And if there's anything in our, in our life that we need to just uh, share with God, Let's do it right now. Actually, just to hold that till everybody gets that, and then we'll partake in the Lord's Supper together, okay? Awesome. I come, quiet mother's
said they got together and they sang a song. So you know what? I want to pray for us and we just want to praise the Lord. I hope that you guys were blessed today. Um, I just want to tell you it's a blessing to have everybody here. I hope you decide to come back. Um, and If you're just visiting and you've got a place to go, go there too. You know, but we'll take you any time that you, you can come. Um, on the back of the sheet that we sent out are the dates. We're off next week, next Sunday, then you'll be stuck with me for three, three weeks straight, okay? So uh, we're still pressing in. We want to be able to do this full time. I get excited about it too, but I love it. And you know what? I'm just, oh, don't take it away. We're going to jam. Should be ready. That'll bug me a bit. I'm happy to have them in there. People say, how uh, people at the church, I say from uh, six months to 80 or more. We just cut it off and say 80 or more, right? But I just want to say, you guys, thanks so much for coming. I take pray today that you guys just walk in the fullness of what God's done. Walk in the fullness of the blessing of God because he is risen. How about we stand to our feet and we'll finish with the songs. Does that sound good? Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Is everybody ready? Here we go. Snapping and clapping down good. I'm telling you, I love it. Okay. You can hear all whispering in my spirit Telling me about your sweet forgiveness My heart's about with anticipation Let's celebrate love 